Good morning. Now you can hear me. Welcome to Stone United Methodist Church. I'm so glad you're here to worship with us today. And this morning, uh, in the announcements, the biggest announcement, if you take a deep breath, you can smell the turkey cooking. Stay afterwards to have a little turkey. So to, that's one of the big announcements. The other announcements you'll find on the tables throughout the church, the light of grace. This is the devotional that starts for Advent, December 1st. If you need one, please pick one up, and that way you're ready for Advent to begin. Next week is Christ the King Sunday, so we will honor our Lord Jesus Christ. Not that we don't honor him every week, but this is to remember that he is our king, and we live in his kingdom. If you would please join me this morning and stand for the call to worship. And you will find that on the screens. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. God, we delight in your peace that dwells among us. Gentleness in the midst of pain and acts of kindness during seasons of struggle. Let us come into God's presence with thanksgiving and rejoicing. Amen. Our opening hymn this morning is number 94. Some of you may or may not know it. It is Praise God from Whom All Blessings Flow, but you might be surprised in what the words say and the tune says. It will also be on the screen.
join me for the unison prayer that is found on your screens. Lord of peace and serenity, we bring ourselves as our offering that in living lives of truth, justice, honor, and excellence, we might please you and be worthy of your never-failing love and presence with us, grateful that Christ and the Holy Spirit might dwell in us, we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And our affirmation of faith this morning is number 881, the Apostles' Creed, and it will be found on your screens as well. Join with me in this ancient affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And the children are welcome to come up for the children's chat. Come on up. Good morning, good morning. Just the three of you today? Oh, here comes some more. There we go. Come on up. There it is. Good morning. Five. Five up here. Me. How about that? Hey, I have a question for you. Are you going to get some days off of school this week? Yes. Six days. Six days. Why? Because it's Thanksgiving break. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? Yes. Do you, did you look at this up here, how pretty this is? What is this? This is called a cornucopia. And a cornucopia is something that, it's a basket that they put a whole bunch of different food in. Yeah. So what, what's in there? There's cauliflower and some grapes and potatoes, onions. Do you think you're going to eat any of that kind of stuff this week? Not eating you're not eating onions? Are you going to eat stuffing? 
Okay, a little bit of stuffing. Okay, well, just check it. Um, I won't give it away, folks. Um, well, what's that? Is this real? Well, you know what? I couldn't help myself today, but I did touch it and found out it is very real. It is very real, yes. How about that, huh? Why is that corn different colors? It's Indian corn. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's special corn. It grows that way. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Since we're having Thanksgiving and we're going to be feasting today here, and we're going to have feasts probably later this week too, right? Why, why do we even have Thanksgiving? Why? To celebrate who you're thankful for. Do you, do you have anybody that you're thankful for? Who are you thankful for? Who? Oh, very good. Who else are you thankful for? Your cousin. Oh, you saw him. Okay, that's good. Who else are you thankful for? Your mom and dad, yeah. Who are you thankful for, Heinz? Who are you thankful for? Your mom and dad, maybe? Are you thankful for them? Hmm, think about that a little bit. Who are you thankful for? Mom and dad. Yep, I'm thankful for my parents, too. And, my, and you know what? I'm thankful for each and every one of you. Yeah, and my family. And you're part of my church family. Did you know that? Yeah, so we have a lot of things. Who are we thanking? We thank Jesus, that's right. We thank Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit for all that we have and all that we're doing. Did you know that Jesus even thanked God for different things? He thanked God, especially when they had communion. That's when I remember him thanking God for the food that they were having. He thanked them for the he thanked God for the bread before he broke it and gave it to the disciples. And he thanked God for the the wine that they were about to have. We have juice, but he thanked God for that as well before he gave that to the disciples. Yeah, that's right. It reminds us of the blood that he shed for us, right? So there's a lot of things that we have that we can learn from Jesus. So that's a good thing. So that's another thing to be thankful for, right? So today, you're going to go back and you're going to do some things in children's church. I bet you it has to do with Thanksgiving. You think you're ready for that? Yeah, you saw, you saw Legos? Ooh, Legos are good. Okay, so can we put our hands together? And repeat after me, say, Dear God, thank you for our families, but most of all, we thank you for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let me see here. This one is for under eight, so I know that we can give one to you. And one, two, you, and one for you. Here you go. <laughs> and then one for you. You're not eight yet, are you? <gasps> you had that birthday. I forgot. Oh, my goodness. You're growing. 
pretty soon you'll be double digits. And for you. Okay. <laughs> well, folks, um, it is time now for our tithes and our offering. And if you have any prayer requests, please be sure to put those in your in the in the offering plate as well. As the rest of us move down here to play you, we gather together.
Holy God, we have so much to be thankful for. And we bring back these tithes and our offerings, a portion what you have given us. We pray, Lord God, that it shows how much we love you and our gratitude for you and for what you do in our lives. We pray that you bless these and bless those who gave and bless those who are, con are conservative today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, thank you. This morning's scripture is actually from Joshua. And the scripture reminds us today from the, the uh, introit that we had. It's Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. So it comes from Joshua 6, and I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 5, 15 through 21, and then 24 through 25. Now Jericho was shut up from within and from without because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given into your hand Jericho with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. And on the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests blowing the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. And on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of the day, and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And the city and all that was within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction and only Rahab the harlot and all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers that we sent. But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon it. But all silver, gold, and vessels of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and the trumpets were blown. And as soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people raised a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, 
and every man straight before him, and they took the city. Then they utterly destroyed all the city, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep, and asses, and the edge of the sword. And they burned the city with fire, and all within it. Only silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and of iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But, uh, but Rahab the harlot and her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she dwelt in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers with whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today for this message of Jericho. I thank you today that we are able to hear your voice in spite of my own. And I thank you today that we can glean from you what it means to be faithful, what it means to be faithful to you and you to us. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Jericho. Jericho is the city that's outside of the, the Dead Sea. It is hot there for almost all the year. In fact, it's hot because it's below sea level. It's about 500 feet below sea level. And in fact, today, I believe it's supposed to be around 90 degrees. Now, this portion of where the Israelites were coming into this promised land, they were crossing over the the Jordan River. They were crossing, going around the 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 Dead Sea, and and they came in. And this city had walls, great walls around them, stone walls. Today, there are no walls. The city was completely leveled. And it's funny, when I think of Jericho today, it it is uh, a place that's very dry. The roads aren't very wide, and there aren't that many houses I would imagine it's difficult to live there because your water would have to come from the Jordan River. And by the time the Jordan River gets to that part of the world, the Jordan River isn't any wider than these pews on one side. Or maybe if you were lucky in some parts, put both the pews together. And that's how wide the river is. And in fact, the river at that point, well, it's about the same color as the pews too. It isn't very clean, if you will. And so these people that were getting ready to be destroyed, they had shut up all the walls. Now, if you've ever thought about kings and queens and their castles and their moats that they had around things, there was no moat around Jericho, just walls and gates. And any time that there would be foreign invaders, they would make sure that the gates were sealed. But Joshua had sent some spies out to kind of check some things out and make sure things were ready for, for the, the attack. 
But God was very specific on how everything was going to take place. Now, the only person that the spies had found that were willing to work with them was Rahab. Now, Rahab, as it said in the, in the scripture, she was a harlot, um, a prostitute, if you will. But she kept the entire family going with what she earned in her wages. And you would say, why would God use a woman like that? Well, because, I don't know about you, but there's no top 10 rating scale in the Bible for the most horrible of sins that you can do. They're all kind of almost on an even plane. So if you look at yourself in a mirror and you would realize that you're a sinner too. Just like every time I see myself in a mirror, I realize I'm a sinner. And it's funny how God can use us sinners, right? He can use us for so many things, but it's funny to protect ourselves so people aren't picking at us or pointing fingers at us or tearing our, us down. We ourselves put up walls. I know I put up quite a few walls over my lifetime too, just to protect myself. Uh, I, I, I could be very, very sure-footed, if you will. I can be very, very steady in a crisis, probably because I've lived through quite a few of them in my own personal life. You see, life isn't always pretty. And probably some of the strongest people out here are the ones that have probably had to put up walls at some time in their lives. Well, Jericho has walls around it. And God plans on tearing those walls down. Well, he talks to Joshua and tells Joshua how everything's going to take place. That they're going to march around the walls of Jericho once a day for six days. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever heard kids going down a hallway in a, in a school? Sounds like a herd of elephants most of the time going down. Depends on how big those elephants are. You know, the little ones have little pitter-patter feet. But as they get bigger, if you ever heard in the high school when a bell changes and everybody heads out into a hallway, there's a lot of people. If you've been to a hockey game, you can hear the people walking around or, or any type of a big event. So imagine people making a big circle around the wall. It's not a quiet thing. And the people within the walls can hear this. Now they can't see out, and so their imaginations run away with them. Do you ever have times like that in your life that you really can't see what's coming next? That you're not sure what's coming next. To, maybe, maybe you got a, a, a diagnosis that, that starts with the big C, you know, you know, like cancer. And you can imagine all the things that have gone, can go wrong. And then the doctor comes up with a plan. And many times we are so fortunate to live in this time, in this day and age where we know people who have overcome cancer, right? 
And sometimes you might even think, oh my, how did I even get through that? Maybe you, you've been through a horrible divorce and you wonder in your mind, oh my, how am I going to make it to tomorrow? Maybe you've lost your job and you wonder, oh, where am I going to get enough food to put on the table? Where's my next meal going to come from? You know, there's all kinds of things that start building up walls in our life, right? And these walls, they sometimes get in the way and they even block what we think blocks out the Lord, right? Where, where we think maybe we can hold ourselves back from God. Maybe, maybe we even think we've done something so awful that we cannot be in the presence of the Lord anymore, right? Well, the Israelites are obedient. And they march around those walls. And on the seventh day, they march around those walls seven times. And when Joshua says, shout, they all start shouting. And the trumpets are blasting. And the the shafar, their horn, their ram's horn, they're blowing. And can you imagine the sound of the walls come tumbling down? Imagine the destruction. Imagine the awe in the Israelites' eyes, but knowing they still have a mission to carry out because God has been faithful to them throughout all of history. And remember... History at this point was getting, following Abraham through, through the, the wilderness to set up a new camp. And then Isaac, and then Jacob, and then following Moses out of Egypt. And wandering for 40 years, and they got over the whiny the, and the cry ease that they had. And they decided that it was time to be faithful to God. And yes, they are being faithful to God. And the walls came tumbling down. And they take care of business. And they honor and glorify God. They thank God. And Rahab gets to live the rest of her days for being faithful to God with the Israelites. Not only that, but she becomes the grandmother. Several greats. But she's still the grandmother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! Now talk about turning somebody's life around and having plans that she had no idea that she was going to be used for at some point in history. Friends, we have been created for a time such as this. And yes, we still put up walls, all kinds of walls. And Lord knows during COVID, the the prime of the pandemic, our houses became the walls, right? And we held each other at a distance. And now we're back together again. And we have so much to give thanks for. Now I realize that there are still people that are going through some turmoil in their lives. But I tell you this, God never promised that there would not be destruction in life. But God promised to be with us as the walls come tumbling down. 
And as for each of us being sinful beings, well, he did something even more amazing. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, into this world because God loved us so, so much that he was willing to save us to justify us, to sanctify us, to give us grace because he loved us, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Friends, I ask you today, what walls are holding you back today? What walls are holding you from the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. And it's not God made walls. It's not Jesus made walls. It's not Holy Spirit made walls. It is human made walls that hold us back. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit he is chiseling away at those walls. Getting into that mortar that's holding those, those bricks together. Little by little, the chinking is coming away. Little by little, the walls can come tumbling down if we throw ourselves on the grace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those walls can come tumbling down. Thanks be to God, those walls can come tumbling down. And it might tear us apart in here at first, but that's okay. Because sometimes we have to be torn apart right here to be built back up by the living Lord. Whose kingdom do we live in? Jesus Christ. Not ours, but his. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today that we live in the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ and that the walls that you have put in my life have been torn apart. I'm glad you didn't put them there. I'm glad that you walked with me and helped me tear them down. And I pray this for all the others that hear my voice today, that if there are still walls that have been erected around their hearts, that they may be torn down today. And if it's a wall that holds them from knowing that you are the Christ, that you have come from every, come for everyone, that they, if they believe in you, that they shall not perish, but have everlasting life, the abundant life of living into the Lord Jesus Christ. So on this week of Thanksgiving, Lord, we give thanks to you. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. It is time now for our prayer requests. Today we pray for the Jeremy Burnham family. And we pray... He, he has passed away and we pray for... for comfort and love that the Lord fills them. We pray for Patty who's dealing with cancer. 
We pray, continue to pray for John, uh, Jane Ellen, and we pray for Bob. We also pray for, for Roy and for Bonnie. Are there any others today that we need to name and raise up prayers for? Yes, ma'am. For, for Kimberly's family as well as she has passed away. Any others? Okay. With that, if you would please join me for our hymn number 203. You may remain seated. Give thanks. Number 203. Let us pray. 
Lord, you have been so good to us. And this hymn reminds me that you say in the Beatitudes that those who grieve, they're blessed. Those who are poor shall be rich. Those who are last shall be first. And all those things, Lord, we have so many things to be grateful for. Today we're grateful for being here, to be able to worship you and to praise your holy name, to offer thanks, thanksgiving to you. But we also, Lord, are well aware that there are so many things that distress us in this world. Sometimes it's very hard for us while we're grieving to be glad. And yet, for those who are believers, they are able to be in your glory. Today, Lord God, we pray for the family of Jeremy and Kimberly. We know that there is grief and sadness, but there is rejoicing on their, report, on their part. Comfort those who are left behind. Fill them with your love and your care. We pray today for Roy and for Bonnie. We pray today for the continued healing of Jane Ellen and for Bob. We pray today for the continued healing of Ron. And we pray for Patty as she's dealing with cancer. Lord, there are so many people, perhaps ones that have remained unnamed today, but they're named in our hearts. We raise them up to you, knowing that you hear us, whether we speak aloud or keep them silently within our hearts. We know that there are so many today who thirst not just for water, but ultimately for you. If our thirst happens to be for things that we should not be thirsty for, things that you find sinful, Lord, make us desire you instead. Draw us closer to you. And in this season, as we start to prepare our hearts for Advent, let us never forget that we have much to be grateful for. Sometimes it just comes down to counting our blessings one by one until our hearts change, until our walls come tumbling down. Bring us into your presence today, Lord. Draw us nearer. Today, Lord, we think of all that Jesus did teach us. That he was willing to give of himself for us. And continues to give. He is our Lord of lords and our King of kings. 
And so today we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is number 2022 in your black book, or the words will be up on the screen. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. If you're able, I invite you to stand, and if you're not able to stand, stand in spirit. Action steps. Well, there's a lot going on around here. 
Although Bell Choir is taking tomorrow night off because it's Thanksgiving week. So if you wanted to ring a bell, wait until the next week to come. <laughs> if you want to join a Bible study, not tomorrow, but the next week, we'll be starting the Bible study for Advent. And there's Thanksgiving dinner back there waiting for us today. And if there's a wall that's been erected around you, around your heart, if you need help tearing it down, I'm a phone call away. I'm here. I'll, I'll pray with you. I'll hold your hand as that wall comes tearing down. And there's a lot of folks in here that'll sit with you and hold your hand and pray with you as well as that wall comes tearing down. But get rid of those walls. Let the full glory of the Lord fill your hearts and your minds. And do this in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who lives and dwells with us forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Amen.